From the Bob Varley Studio in Orlando, Florida, you're listening to The Diz Unplugged. Hello and welcome to the Diz Unplugged Roundtable Discussion for February 23rd, 2011. I'm your host, Corey Martin, joined at the table this week by Kathy Whirling, Julie Martin, Teresa Eccles, Scott Smith, and Max, the intern, Eccles. <laughs> That's a good one. Like. change it every time. That's so funny. Pete, Walter, John, and Kevin are in California doing the Adventures by Disney Backstage Magic Tour. They'll be back next week. In this episode, a few of us will discuss Mardi Gras at Universal Studios, including riding on a float. So, Mardi Gras at Universal. This is the 16th, uh, 16th year they've done it. Uh, the title this year is Let the Music Move You. Now, this happens Saturday and select nights, February 12th through April 23rd, straight through Lent. <laughs> <laughs> Makes sense. Now, this is, uh, this is an, it's not an extra ticket to get in. Once you have your ticket to get into the park, this happens at Universal Studios, not Islands of Adventure. If you have a ticket to get into the park, then this event is free. It's not like Mickey's Not So Scary or Mickey's Very Merry where you need to buy an extra ticket. It, this is included, but like I said, it's only going to happen on Saturday nights. And certain nights, it'll be on Friday in addition to Saturday. This past weekend, it was Saturday and Sunday. Now, I was able to experience it twice this weekend, two very different opportunities. Julie and I were invited to a special media event where they, uh, we were able to prepare gumbo, Universal's, a version of gumbo with their <laughs> in air with with their executive chef um, Steve Jason. Now he's been at Universal for 20 years now, and he's also the one that came up with the recipe for butter beer. So oh, he really? is, he is the interesting. He's the big chef over there. You know who he reminded me of? The chef from Ratatouille, the one that can't cook. He kind of looks like guy? him. Mm-hmm. He was the. Did he have a little rat on his head? No. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. <laughs> But he was very nice and well-spoken and friendly. You know, we had a, a really nice time with him. That's cool. Yeah, the, um, the highlight of the, the event are the parades. There are 12 floats in the parades. We'll talk about those in a bit. There's also concerts where they bring in certain bands um, to, to perform after. And there's also food and drinks themed for New Orleans. Authentic. I'm just going to say it's themed for New Orleans. <laughs> <laughs> and there's also shopping. They have... Um, you know, certain merchandise for Mardi Gras itself. Um, first, we'll talk about the, the event that uh, Julie and I went to on uh, this past Saturday. First was the gumbo, um, to make gumbo. I, I was asking them, you know, what are you doing this for? I was curious to see, you know, are you, is this like, are we like a test bed for something that you plan on doing for guests in the future, similar to the chef demonstrations they do at Food and Wine Festival, is this something that they were going to do? But it wasn't. It was just something nice that they were doing for us. It was very exclusive. I Only thought 10 it, people. I thought it was going to be a lot of you know media people that I'm used to seeing at a lot of these events, but it wasn't. It was only 10 of us. And everybody made their own gumbo? They had cooking stations set up. So he was in the center of the room with his table and his big, huge black iron skillet. I mean, these were the biggest black iron skillets I've ever seen in my life. Because usually you cook gumbo in a pot. Yeah. And then there were 10 stations. Um, we had so you were teams. six in front and two on each side. No, everyone had their own station. Yeah, Julie had her own. Yeah, I had my own. We cooked own. right next to each other. They provided aprons, a little chef hat, 
um, all the spoons, all the ingredients that you need. Um, Everything was, was pre-cut. And, so, yeah. so we weren't oh, chopping, like we weren't chopping like, onions. Did a little or, container. Well, like he said, he goes, everybody can chop an onion or a bell pepper or whatever. Well. <laughs> yeah. yeah, really. <laughs> Supposedly. Most, most people can. Um, but then there was another, like a, like a, I don't know, his little helper chef. Right. We, I mean, we all had burners. Yeah. We were inside of like a meeting room located uh, on the second floor above guest services. Right. Oh, I don't wow. think this room was meant to be cooked in, so we had to open all the windows because it got oh, hot in there geez. real fast. Gumboy, so y'all made like how big a quantity of gumbo? A huge. This skillet was full when you were done. And what did you do with it? We still don't know. They didn't even know what we were going to do with it because gumbo it takes it takes a long time to prepare. So you, you prepare everything and then you have to let it sit for like yeah. three hours to thicken up and really get the right. the right consistency. So. We basically prepared it, and then when we were done, they had gumbo prepared for us, and we all kind of sat and ate oh, okay. and, and talked Fast about it. Fast forward to the end well, of the show. There's yeah. only simmers for three hours, for 45 minutes. They don't simmer for three hours. Really? No. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's what he said. And it says it on here, too. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, we, ha- we have all the uh, okay. we have the ingredients for gumbo on here that I'll try to... Crawl Uni- this is Universal's gumbo. Right. Because I have a recipe from a fellow Louisianian, and it's... Somewhat the same, but a lot different. Is this the thing with the crawfish? And no. The, no crawfish. Or whatever. You can put crawfish, but they didn't. This was a shrimp and sausage gumbo that we made. So it was a really, really cool experience. It was fun. It was interactive. Um, after that, they had a, a spot for us. We, we headed over to the, the courtyard, French Quarter area of Universal. There are certain areas that are, are themed for Mardi Gras in Universal Studios. There's the courtyard, French Quarter Courtyard, where they have the Zydeco bands from New Orleans. There are food and alcohol stations being served there. So we went over there to watch the, the Zydeco band. And where's that at? For a little what, bit. Where is it at in the park? Uh, located in between uh, Twister and the Mummy. In that, oh, that sort of corner? Yeah. Okay. Kind of makes like an L shape right yeah. there. Yeah, yeah. Where Finnegan's is, that pub, you yeah. know, down the street there. Yeah. And that's, that's really the main hub of, of where you're going to find the food. Okay. So we went over there for a little bit. And before we, we left the gumbo station, we didn't know we were going to get to ride a float. We, we knew that there was going to be a, a VIP slash media viewing area right in front of the Macy's next building. to the mummy. Yeah, Macy's building. So we, we went into it not expecting to ride on the float. And right after that, right after making gumbo, she says, does anybody want to ride on the float? We're like, yeah, yeah, we do. Yeah. So we signed our waivers. They took them. And then we were off. I was really so excited because Julie has never, Julie's never been on the float before. You didn't do it last time? You didn't time? do it with us? She was pregnant. Oh. She was about to pop. <laughs> okay. Wow, okay. Yeah, weren't you? I could have swore you were there. Oh, no. Ferris was just born. I was not there. I'm not sure. I just know. Maybe that. Ferris was just. Well, who was that girl you were hanging with, Corey? Yeah, it wasn't me. <laughs> <laughs> Teresa. I'm kidding. You told you not um, to say just anything. Kidding. So anyway, so once we get to the French Quarter area, we're enjoying the band, watching the streetmosphere. You know, they have stilt walkers and people dancing with the crowd and just having fun. They bought us beignets, and Corey and I each had a beer. And then um, I had to read the waiver because you have to sign the waiver before you can ride the float. So, you know, I had Julie um, fill everything out for me while I was talking to some people. I'm like, okay, let me go read this thing now. And she goes, well, is there something that you're looking for? I'm like, I just want to make sure that, you know, there's no 
no rule about not having a yeah. beer before I get on the flow. She's like, no, no. She goes, as long as you're not um, like sloppy, sl- sloppy, yeah. you know, like you're not falling all over the place. <laughs> I'm like, no, it's fine. Tether me to the flow. <laughs> <laughs> and then after that, they took us to be sized for our costumes. You know, like you have to go and figure out which mm-hmm. one you need. And then we actually had to wear it for the rest until we got on the float. Yeah, Did you have to stay in that area back there where they yeah. put you on your... They took us back. We got our costumes. And then they took our group only back to see the floats before we got to board. What float did you ride? A new one. Oh. Yeah, there's four new floats this year. Um, earth, wind, fire, and water. And we were and, wind. Uh, we were wind. Wow. The, uh, go faster than all the yeah. others. <laughs> yeah, they have the, they have the title float. Then the, the four new ones follow the... Um, yeah, the four new ones are pretty much in the front, weren't they? Weren't we in the front? I don't know. It's oh, tough. It's tough more to, than one beer. Yeah, it's tough to tell uh, where you are. So the yeah the earth float, wind float, fire float, water float. There's the music float. There's the food float, a riverboat float, which is really popular. The New Orleans float. That's the one we were on. Yeah. The yeah. jester float, um, the king and queen float, and then the king gator float, which is extremely popular. That's the one that's like four to five sections long. Yeah. And, it usually, and his head kind of moves. Yeah. It's really cool. How cool. Yeah. I mean, for me being a first timer, I've never been in a Mardi Gras parade. You know, I've never ridden a float like that. So Corey and I, I wanted to be up top. So I was the first one on and I went to the top and we were there with uh, two ladies from London. So we got all ready to go. We had our beads on our arms, you know, and we start moving and it's exciting. And everyone's Mm -hmm. like, Waving at you, throw Oh, they're yeah. crazy. Yeah. You try to lob them out as far as you can. Mm-hmm. I was attracted to the kids and old yeah. people. Our float had 18,000 beads on it. And I think she said there were 17 of us. So each station has beads in front of you and, and a few doubloons. They say, okay, get on there, keep a doubloon, and then throw the rest because yeah. they don't give you a lot of them. I had six in front of me. And she said to pace yourself because the beads can go fast. But if you need more beads, just let her know. Yeah, I was throwing more than one of them. Julie time. was not know. pacing herself. I'm like, I was throwing I'm two like, at a time. Babe. Yeah. <laughs> I like it when you throw it, they all fan out over the yeah. crowd. It know? was crazy watching. I got, you know, like, I was a better aim than I thought. That was a good shot. I made it to people pretty well. Was your arm sore at the end of the evening? Mm-mm. I think we were lobbing too hard, Kathy, that night we were doing. <laughs> Let's see. I have a few facts here. Um, each year during Mardi Gras, during the parade, approximately 2 million strands of beads are tossed. Wow. And there are also approximately 60,000 purple, green, and gold doubloons thrown. We had gold doubloons on our float. We also had specialty beads. They weren't the round, oh, really? round ones. They were, they like, were, they were still weirder, carved looking. Yeah, like a you know, there are, these cut are, looking. These are still can, the beads that in, at real Mardi Gras, people let stay on the ground. Yeah, or they, they're hanging from the trees. Yeah. But people go crazy over them here. Okay, take a step back. What are they throwing at real Mardi Gras? Bags of well, beads, also, long, they do long throw those, beads. but they throw like longer ones, like big pearls and big colorful ones, you know, maybe a multi-strand one. It's they're awesome. Yeah, I'm trying to see if we have any hanging on the cork board back here. Yeah, there are some. So the um let's talk about the parade for a second. It it starts over back by Jaws. And then it's going to come all the way down that area, and it's going to take a right, right around Mummy. It's going to pass in front of the, the stage, the big concert stage. That's the halfway point. That's what she told us. She said, okay, once you hit this point, that's your halfway point. And I look at Julie's bead. She's almost done already. <laughs> <laughs> and then you loop around towards the front of the park and then pass by. Uh, I couldn't tell you what we passed. People. That. People, yeah. right? <laughs> 
Yeah, then we we loop around and then it ends. All I know is it right, ends at the same place. No, no, you go through the gate. No, it ends by the um, Beetlejuice. Beetlejuice. Oh, right. See? So that so there are people <laughs> that there are areas in the in the park, and you're gonna have to get the map uh, to check it out. But there are areas where if you want to catch this parade twice, you can. And there were people. I mean, was, by the time we got to the uh, towards the end, some of these people had like. Well, neck our friends Phil and Stacy. We saw him the first time over by Twister, and then we saw him the second time over by Beetlejuice. Right. Isn't that wild? I know the last time we did it, the girls came home with like massive amounts of beads, mm-hmm. all tangled. And yeah. <laughs> okay, now what? Yeah. So after the after the parade, um, you know, we we got off the float, handed in all of our costume stuff. We had to wear like little bug head things, like and, dragonfly yeah. antennas. And then they escort us to a. a a VIP media area for the B-52s concert. I was thinking about Scott. Yeah. I know he wanted a B-52 shirt. Yeah. You don't want to be that close to the B-52s, just let me tell you. They sound good still, right? They do still sound good. You don't want to see them up close. We stayed for... aged, I'm sure. (laughs) We stayed for one song, but they they had some rules, and I thought it was the B-52s making this rule, but Scott let me know that it's kind of a universal rule um, that you can. She all- told us that it was their rule. Well, I, I was saying at House of Blues. Like I know when we play at What's House of Blues. What's the rule? What's the rule? It, you can only take photos during the first three songs of the set, and even at House of Blues, like local band night, when it's our band and we have our own photographer, they say first three songs, and then your photographer's out of the pit. I don't know why, but I guess there's not yeah. flashes constantly. I don't Maybe know. Maybe they don't want to catch yeah. people sweating. It, and even the photos, really? <laughs> and even the photos that you could take, they said try to get as many band members as possible. Do not focus on one person. But she told us beforehand, you know, what's going to be more important: riding on riding in the parade or taking photos of the band. Because by the time uh, the parade's done and we get off the float, three songs th- were done. They were already on like their fifth or sixth song. So I missed the photo op. We watched one. Uh, yeah, yeah. You, you know. didn't get any pictures of them? No, I couldn't. You know, if if I if I would have went, just not with the media. I could have been doing anything, you know, but I was trying to follow the rules and that's not like me. That is so unlike you (laughs) following the rules. So that was pretty much our night. I mean, we, we ended, we went to Emeralds and, and had a little uh, late night snack. So that was the first experience um, that I had Mardi Gras this year. The next day, Scott and I went just as regular guests to cover it from start to finish. We got there at what? Five o'clock really early. And then we stayed, probably through about um three songs yeah just about Casey and i know you guys were just going it up <laughs> was there Maybe. more drinking the second night a little bit yeah. sure. well it's mardi gras it's, yeah it's, it's was it crowded because the last time i went you couldn't if you had your hand your child next to you, you couldn't even see your child it wasn't no? as crowded as saturday but this was also a sunday night yeah, school the next day and all that. See, but it was a holiday. It was President's Day. Yeah, that's true. There wasn't yeah. school it, it Monday. It surprised me a little bit. Oh, it didn't maybe seem, Casey is not so popular anymore. It didn't seem oh, crowded, no. you know, when we were watching the parade, but when we started walking towards the concert area, that's what, it seemed like everyone was there to mm-hmm. see the band, and they were just kind of, you know, mingling around the park, right. but then when it was showtime, that place was Personally, packed. if I don't care to see the band, I don't even want to go that way. Yeah. 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 So let's kind of walk through what, what you're going to experience going to Mardi Gras from a guest uh, standpoint. You're going to enter. There's going to be a big, huge um, Mardi Gras logo right in front of the Universal Studios. The second you enter the park, you know it's Mardi Gras. All the light poles are decorated. They uh, there are stilt walkers everywhere. The beer perp people. They're yelling at you. Get your beer. Beer over here. I mean, yelling. That was new. Mm. That was definitely new. And I. 
screaming at you? Yes. Like yelling. barking, barkers? Yeah. Kind of? They're trying to be authentic to, to New Orleans. They do it in New Orleans, too. You walk down Bourbon Street. You get yelled at. Or proposition, right? Oh, no. oh so you're going to see stilt walkers. The stilt walkers, are, you'll also see them in the, in the parade. They're behind, in front of every float, there's like a set, uh, set of stilt walkers. But before the parade, they're walking around the park for photo ops, just talking, or, talking to everybody. Just photo ops, basically. There's Mardi Gras themed merchandise. Beads, shirts, cups, masks, shot glasses, uh, you know. You see lots of people in masks. And you see lots of people wearing the nice beads, too. If you want the real nice beads, you're going to have to buy them. And depending on what type of bead you get, it's going to range anywhere from $3 to the big, huge one. 40. That was $40. 40. Yeah, they're okay. massive. That was like Pete used yeah. to have a set. Yeah, I know. Like oh, behind the hat? No, that's tiny no. compared to this. I mean, this looks like a globe. The big one, yeah, oh, okay. it's huge. Wow. Good times. And so you're going to keep walking, and then you're going to make your way to the the French Quarter Courtyard area. Like I said before, this is where all of the, uh, the food's going to be located. There's a funnel cake and beignet stand. They sell funnel cakes, beignets. There's a stand for Cajun wings, a variety of wings, um, pretty much $8 a platter, crispy wing platter, Cajun wing platter, voodoo, hot wing platter. We didn't try any of that. Uh, there's the Cajun cuisine. This is where all the authentic. Try your gumbo. This, they do serve gumbo. Jambalaya, $8. Shrimp gumbo, four seventy five. The andouille sausage, hoagie. Now, why, they, why they're doing hoagies, you'll never hear somebody call uh, a po'boy a, po a hoagie. A hoagie. It's a po'boy. In, in New Orleans. You know, a po'boy is made with like a nice French bread. This is made with a, like a roll. A hot dog a, bun. Yeah. Well, it's like a baguette. And oh. it was not. I would have rather just had the sausage. Mm. Like it wasn't that good. Baguette. <laughs> yeah. And they also have red beans and rice, $3. There's also, you know, very New Orleans. There's a Starbucks. See, I haven't, <laughs> been, I haven't been able to go to Mardi Gras. And this is like, this was three years since I've been this year. Thank you, Corey. Um, <laughs> but I don't remember there being a, a Starbucks stand like that. Has there has it been there? Oh, I, I've never been before, but yeah, I, I was surprised to see because there's like, a store further down. Yeah, so I was surprised to see that they brought one over there. Yeah, yeah, it's right there. I mean, it's limited. They have hot coffee, iced coffee, passion iced tea, mocha frappuccino, and then you can add a flavor of vanilla or chocolate for fifty cents. Then there's also very um, just typical theme park food. There's pizza, turkey legs, and twisted taters. <laughs> okay, what's a twisted tater? Oh, it's it's like a stick. That was what that was. Yeah, yeah. it's a stick with like. Potato chips on it. It's like they almost spiral a potato. Oh. Yeah. Oh, and, and then they fry stick it? And they fry it. Mm -hmm. It looks well, pretty cool. I've never tried one, but yeah. Sounds like a heart attack on a stick. Yeah, that's $4, but they have different flavors. There's sour cream and chive, garlic butter, seasoned salt, and salt and vinegar. I saw a lot of people walking Getting around with hungry. these. Really? It, seems, it seems like it's something easy to eat, too. Then there's pizza by the slice, four twenty five. Turkey legs, $8. And this is all stuff that's not normally there. Um, the Cajun, all the Cajun stuff, you wouldn't normally see that. I think the like. Well, these can, stands aren't ever. No, there, you no. never see the stands there, and I don't think you can get that uh, twisted tater. We saw them at Halloween Horror Night, so I wonder if it's an but, event thing. Yeah, I'm not be. sure, but I know you can always get a turkey leg or check pizza. Check me out a twisted tater. It sounds <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Just And then uh, 
one thing that Universal is known for, you're going to see it everywhere, they definitely, definitely push the alcohol. Everywhere you turn, there's there's alcohol. In the courtyard area, there's a voodoo bar where they... There are multiple voodoo bars. Yeah. Because when we walked in the other day, as soon right to your right, there's one. And then immediately behind it, there's another one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> it's like 20 feet away. A voodoo bar. That's just a regular bar. It's just a regular bar. They have specialty uh, drinks there. Voodoo juice, which I would compare. I didn't try it. I would compare it to a hurricane, a uh, New Orleans hurricane that you can get at Pato's at City Walk also. $10. Mixed drinks, $10. Souvenir shot, seven fifty. Twenty 20-ounce draft beer in a cup, uh, $9. That's in a souvenir cup. And it's refills. Ref- it's yeah. very you expensive. don't have to get it in the souvenir cup, though. And even the food, I thought, was expensive. The jambalaya, you know, while it, it was good. I'm not going to say it wasn't. But for $8... How uh, big a portion did you get? For me, three bites. <laughs> I mean, like, you know... Okay, so that's, wow. His three bites is probably like eight for me or ten. You know the little cups you got at Food & Wine? When they had like the gumbo, was it like that size? No, it's it's almost like a, a styrofoam bowl, like a oh, styrofoam okay. bowl that, that oh, you yeah. can buy like in, in big oh, okay. packs at Sam's or whatever. Like a little okay. swirl of ice cream. So that's bowl. probably okay. more than what you got at right. like, Food and Wine, and it comes with a, a hoagie roll. So you get that even with the red beans and rice, you get the, the hoagie roll. Disdain, a hoagie roll. Now the um, the highlight, of course, we talked about it earlier, the parade. The, the parade times vary depending on what date you go. It could be anywhere from um, 8 p.m. to 9 p.m. Well, the only time it's 9 p.m. is April 16th and 23rd. Yes. That's very true. <laughs> <laughs> I can read! <laughs> Special dates. <laughs> now, people start lining up for this uh, this early. If you're, you know, just a tip, The if you plan on watching the parade by the concert area, it's going to be nuts going to be crazy but if you're there for the concert and the parade's not really important to you you might want to watch it there because it's a flood of people heading to the concert area after the parade is over what concerts are left you want to hook that up scott <laughs> I mean, i'm just <laughs> kind of curious now that we know casey's over and we know the b-52s are over uh, those are the one um, republic is bands. who oh. one republic one Republic. Let's see. We yes, have, they are going to uh, be playing. Pitbull, Leonard Skinner, Foreigner, Neon Trees, The Roots, One Republic, Blake Shelton, Sean Kingston, Neo, Lifehouse, The Beach Boys, and Thirty Seconds to Mars. The Beach Boys—they're all dead. Beach Boy. Just, yeah, Just Mike one. Love's still in it, but he'd be the only one. Yeah, there were people lining up at five o'clock for Casey, mm. like the Casey groupies. Everybody's got hardcore groupies. Yeah. Oh yeah, and they do sell concert. Um, <laughs> concert merchandise for the band i know they were selling b52s shirts and stuff like that casing a sunshine band did not really no they didn't how where would you wear it where would you wear your that's really sad well i mean because you're going to a concert so you know it's it's where i got my first daughtry t-shirt yeah wow I still have my I bet original they couldn't Who get them t-shirt. Again. <laughs> it cut up and no my clash t-shirts oh, all cut up right. i cut the sleeves off that <laughs> Yeah, so if yes, you're years um, ago. <laughs> so if you want to watch the parade, you know, if if you catch the parade all the way by uh by the Jaws area, you're gonna have a hike to get to the concert. Um so we watched it right next to Finnegan's, right across from the mummy. And it was a pretty good spot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yes it was, I'm sure. Because you guys could just turn around and get your beer. <laughs> sure. No, no. Because we can hear the music from oh the Zydeco. Are all bands. the rides open during yes. the whole 
evening. We didn't walk past the uh, See, I was past gonna, the San Francisco area. Yeah, I was going to say as we because you know we wanted to see what else they had down there, and as we walked, you know, past the Mummy and then past Beetlejuice, it seemed like once you got past Beetlejuice, that was it. You could still hear the music, like they had music being piped through, but. I didn't see any decorations. There were no still oh, really? still walker. Right. Yeah, like it was by like men in black and all that. There's we nothing. didn't even make it that far. We didn't even make it to the midway. Oh. But like that whole, you know, where uh, what is it now? Disaster, right? Uh, earthquake. Yeah. Um, there were people waiting in line for that. So yeah. Mm. So the rides were open. You just yeah. okay. But yeah, it just it seemed like. Mardi Gras takes place place only in that certain area. Yeah, whereas I expected more like Halloween Horror Nights, where the entire park has yeah. different sections where there's stuff happening. Which would which, make. I think a little more sense. Yeah, I, I was a little disappointed with that. Yeah, see, the it's Simpsons very centralized. Take on Mardi Gras. Yeah. <laughs> now the um, we forgot to mention the the bands from New Orleans. These they play in the the French Quarter. They do three sets, and there's Idaho bands. So they have the the washboard, the accordions, and that really puts uh, like the Mardi Gras mood in that area. And Lis- aren't they authentic? Them. From yes, they are. They're invited to come yeah. by Universal. The uh, the one on Sunday night, those guys. Well, actually, they were the same ones as yeah. Saturday night. They Little were from, Malcolm and they, the House Rockers. They were from St. Charles, so I talked to them just for a little bit, saying, "Great job, guys." But you know, after the concert, I, I would suggest leaving a little bit before the end of the concert because it's a mob of people, and and they've they've actually done a really good job with crowd control for these concerts. They have like um, barricaded areas where if you need to get get out of the crowd fast you can and it's so you're not fighting through they've made walkways which yeah. in the beginning when we used to go to mardi gras these walkways were not there it was just you know people packed together in this mm-hmm. little area in front of the stage but now well, we've got that permanent designated stage now right right oh, which, yeah. which is incredible yeah each side of the stage so even if you're way in the back each side of the stage has a big a big screen on it and there's also a few other screens further back further back so if you want to stay in the french quarter area and watch the concert without being in the crowd, you can do that too. So that's basically Mardi Gras at Universal Orlando, but the party still continues at City Walk afterwards. So if you, you know, you're not done with your night, you can head over to Pat O'Brien's. They usually have a band on stage at City Walk playing uh, the Zydeco type music. So it's a, it's a party. It really is. It's a party. They do push the alcohol, um, but I don't, you know, if you're going to take your kids to a Mardi Gras, you might want to take them to, <laughs> to, this one. to this one and not not the real one because it's not so safe all the time. We'll be going to the real Mardi Gras this year. We haven't been in a long time, so it'll be a nice uh, a nice comparison. Wow. <laughs> I don't think it will be a comparison. Yeah, I was going to say, it doesn't seem like there's much of a comparison there. But the floats that, that are in the parade, they are they do come from New Orleans. There's a, um, it's called Blaine Kern Studios. They create all the floats uh, for the parades in New Orleans. No, the people at Universal, the designers, they are all sent to New Orleans during Mardi Gras to get new ideas for next year's Mardi Gras at Universal. Tough job. Tough yeah. job. Yeah, really? Yeah. And so, they meet with the stu- Blaine Kern Studios and, you know, kind of develop new ideas and whatever. It's, it's really cool. Yeah, so Universal came up with the Earth, Wind, Fire, and Float. Fire and water floats. They came up with the ideas. Blaine Kern Studios creates it. They send the pieces of the float to Orlando along with um, some of the <gasps> Blaine Kern workers, and then they help 
Universal mm. put it together. Yeah. All I can say, Teresa, is there's a lot of glitter. Ooh, really? I'm talking about <laughs> probably tons and tons. Lots of glitter. And it's like, you know how, you know, we're used to those, the tiny, tiny glitter. This is bigger pieces. Chunky glitter. Yeah, chunkier, but it's beautiful. One thing that I didn't know that I'm, I'm reading from this fact sheet, that when Kern Studios built the Gator Float for Universal Orlando, the float became so popular that Kern built a replica for the Mardi Gras Parade. Oh, how I thought it was the opposite. <coughs> yeah, how interesting. I thought, I thought that you know, Universal saw that and said, okay, we have to have a Gator Float. I'm just happy I wasn't on a Gator Float. I don't think a but few you know, of our, our Gator fans would, would let me live uh-oh. it down. But at the same time, you know, where we come from, you know, basically is Gatorland too. Yeah. You know? When is the real Mardi Gras? I mean, how, when does that happen and how long does that last? This year it's going to happen. It's the, uh, March the, the, 8th. That Tuesday is March 8th. It's not always. It's, sometimes it's towards the end, the end of February. Sometimes it's so the it beginning around of March. Like so, Easter. so it does move around. <laughs> so that was Mardi Gras at Universal. It's a good time. And if you have tickets, it's, it's free. And even if you don't stay for the concert, at least... You know, Something different. Walk mm-hmm. around. I, I actually told Corey I'd like to come earlier in the day and let the kids do see the Zydeco band because I think they'd really enjoy that. Kind of do the French Quarter area and then go home. Because it wasn't crowded at, at all yeah. early in the day. No, I mean we early had meaning five five o'clock. Right. Okay, because during the day it's just regular Universal, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. But I mean, all that stuff is still there. It's not something they move. But is it closed? It is closed. Okay, like say if we were there at twelve o'clock, it wouldn't be open. Right. Okay. I don't think you can get a beignet then. How was the beignet? They were good. Yeah. Very good. Burn me. <laughs> I forgot, and I bit into it, and the steam was like the hot cheese mm. got on your face. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, that was another story. <laughs> so, well, that's going to do it for our show this week. We will see you again tomorrow with a Facebook-to-Facebook show where we'll answer some of your questions. So everybody, have a great week.